0: Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. We've got a really exciting guest today. Her name is Margot Joy Denator. She actually has her own podcast and it's called Live Your Music, Enjoy the Journey and Share Your Success. She's also the author of a book called The Art of Living a Life You Love. And I love both of those titles because it's the really high vibrational messages. So in other words, live your dreams, guys, and then share it so that other people know that they can live their dreams, and then we spread that all around, and it's easier to stay in a higher vibration and in the light. And um, that was something that I really wanted to talk with Margo about. So, Margo, welcome to GBK.
0: Hello, Kristen. I'm so happy to be on your show. This is so fun.
1: Yeah. So I love that you um, that you spread... Other people's, that you spread other people's light so powerfully. Is it, does it for you, because we were, you know, you and I were talking off air about staying positive, staying in the light, finding the high vibration. Is that one of the ways for you that you can maintain a higher vibrational look at life?
0: Yes, by, uh, well, I feel that everybody has something to offer and that none of us are in competition and that we, need, we can all learn from each other. And one of my teachers years ago had said that we can learn from everyone, mm. everyone that we meet. And everyone, I feel that we're all students and we're all teachers, and that everyone you meet, from someone you meet in the grocery store line to someone you meet online or at a conference, they all have pieces of our spirit in their backpack, and some of them were meant to meet and just know for, you know, while we're in the checkout line at the grocery store, and some people have a contract with us to be in our life for a long, long time, and I like to think of those people as kindred spirits. They're people that have spirits that are similar to ours, and we inspire and encourage each other and the more we can have those kind of people in our lives the more we can stay in the light and the more we can be positive and then it spreads
1: yep I agree with that but what about those people who we have social we have contracts with who aren't so lovely (laughs) I mean they're out there and they're in our lives and they still have stuff to teach us and mirror for us And for me particularly, Mm -hmm. I, I have trouble then, uh, staying balanced or positive, particularly if it comes at me real hard and I'm like, Oh, and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm, I'm seeing what they're mirroring for me to pay attention to, to either shift it within myself Mm -hmm. or say, Ooh, I don't want that. Um, and step away from, but that doesn't mean that I am not affected by it. And so. You know i I think that's really important for people to 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 talk about because in our spiritual community, we're always talking about staying in the light and being positive and positive vibration. But you know what life can be challenging, and things can be hard, and things can bring up things from our past that are painful and that has happened to me recently on a profound level, and I was going, "Oh, I kind of run in the mud there for a little bit to stay." positive. So uh, I would love your take on how to do that. And then I'll, I'll give a couple ideas of my own.
0: Well, one of the things that I've found is that, is to think of the fact that everything, every person, everything that happens in our life is going to teach us something. And we need to look for what's good about it and what we can learn from it. And that's why in my book, there's a whole chapter on questions because a lot of times if we start asking ourselves disempowering questions, we, we can end up getting into this downward spiral of negativity. But if we change the questions slightly that we're asking, we can start looking for what's good in the situation, um, think about what our desired outcomes are. Think about what we can stop doing, what we can do, and how we can enjoy the process while we're doing it. So, you know, it just, a lot of it is, is in learning to really look at and and notice what can be good in a situation, and, and yeah, sometimes it can be really, really hard to find that, but a lot of it has to do with how we communicate with ourselves, and it's all practice. It's I mean, they call it spiritual practice and it's about practice that's what i've noticed it's about paying attention to what i'm focusing on and paying attention to what i'm saying to myself and mm. what i'm saying to others and how i'm saying it
1: that's a great that's a great observation i think because and, and i'll take that one step further or okay. deeper and say when i was experiencing this thing that was throwing me into negative self-talk and blah, blah, blah and all the stuff that I was feeling when I was 15, which was out of control and scary and putting me in in danger, Mm -hmm. I ended up having to come back to the simple place of gratitude. Like, all right, for whatever reason, it threw me into um, the feelings I was having at a really brutal time in my life. And so I couldn't get out of that with uh, it didn't matter that I knew I was doing negative self-talk. It didn't matter that I knew, Oh God, this is how I felt at this time. And that time's not real. And you know, I don't, I know how to do all that, but it wasn't working. And so ultimately what I had to do Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is take the simple process of gratitude and make my lists. What am I grateful for? Get down on my knees. What am I grateful for? Mm Where, where are, where are my feet today? My feet aren't on the body of a 15-year-old girl. My Mm -hmm. feet are on the body of a 52-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. What do I have in my life that supports me that is the opposite of what I had not supporting me at that time when I was afraid? Like Mm -hmm. that's what I had to get really literal and really basic, write it down and look at it. Um, And, and because those fears that were brought up for me were primal from a really, uh, a place that I don't feel like I have a lot of control and had no control back then.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So for me, it it was, and that helped me pull out of it. Definitely helped me pull, pull myself
0: out. That, that reminds me of in the chapter of my book, The Art of Living a Life You Love that talks about choices and noticing mm. how your choices feel, paying attention to how your choices feel. There's, I talk about in there about what I call your circle of control, your circle of influence, and your circle of concern. Mm. And the thing that I, uh, Stephen Covey in his book, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, had originally talked about our circle of concern and the circle of influence, and What I realized is that there's a little circle, for me at least, in the middle that's what I call your circle of control. And your circle of control is basically the things that you choose what you focus on, what you think about, what you say, what you do. I mean, I have a whole list of them. My book, actually, I realized just recently my book is is full of lists. (laughs) Lists of questions. I love lists. (laughs) True. No, it's lists of what your uh, my the reader's core values are, because they choose them and write in it. I, I designed it so that it could be written in. So it's actually better to have the real book than it is to have the Kindle, because then you can't write in it. Mm. Mm. And, um, but anyway, yeah, it's a, a list, but there's a list in that chapter of things that are within our control, and whenever we start feeling out of control of our life, then we can start spiraling into this whole negativity thing. Mm. And so, it's by getting back into that circle of control and what we actually can control that we can start gradually feeling better and better and better. And, and the thing is, is that once you've gotten down into fear or despair or depression or those lower, lowest of energy guilt feeling shame feelings you can't just jump from there up to joy
1: no you sure cannot no you, you have got to take the, the way up you have, you you have, have to, to take to the steps start
0: feeling better mm-hmm. so so yeah that would be i think the main thing is to remember that oh my gosh i'm down here and i want to get back up higher what's the best feeling thought i can think right now
1: well, um when i was going through this thing um and i couldn't I literally couldn't get there by myself. So mm-hmm. I started reaching out to my circle of people mm-hmm. who I know. Not, <laughs> I've learned in life that I no longer go to the electrical store for bread. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I went to the bread store, and I said, I need bread, everybody. And I, I reached out to my circle, and I said, I need bread. Help me. And every one of those people gave me a nice steaming loaf of warm bread." and said,
0: "You know, I love that visual because my mom used to bake homemade bread mm. when I was growing up, and I can picture the loaf of the steaming bread and how good it tasted when she would cut off the first pieces for right. us and it was still warm out of the oven. So that's a great visual, the idea of the bread and and it being a gift from those people." So, what did they how, how did they help you?
1: Well, a lot, um, my good friend, Green Diva Meg, you know, asked me to, to look at, you know, what was mirroring for me mm-hmm. and then to remind myself, and she, again, she said when, and she was fabulous, when it, when you are hysterical, you know, it is historical. So what does it lead you to? And she knew that it led me back to being 15 and, and then what does that mean? And to then take a look at that and, and. That's where the, the crux of the pain is coming from a place from long ago. And that that is the place where that needs the readjustment and the, you know, people call it healing. I, I call it energy alignment with source. So I have to realign that energy of that time with mm-hmm. source. And that's, you know, that's meditation, that's trust, that's praying, that's gratitude and asking for help asking for help. I need help with this. I don't know how to um manage this one on my own. And then, you know, just and then remind me of all the gifts that I bring onto the earth. And that that boosts you up because I think when we're in that place of oh no, oh no and the negative forces feel like they are insurmountable, we forget that we are divine. We forget that we are having a human experience and that that human experience may involve these feelings, but that there's something to, like you said, garner from that. What can I get from this? What will I learn from this? Mm-hmm. What What do I need to pick up in here and either shift within myself or walk away from? But right. I, what's know,
0: the lesson in this for me? Right, right. And, and then once you've learned the lesson, too, I've, I, I realize that I need to remember the lesson too. <laughs> Because the thing is, is what I used to do is I would make a mistake. I I write about this in the book, you know, that some of the things I've done, I feel so, you know, I wish I hadn't done them, but I wrote about (laughs) them anyway, because they're lessons for other people to learn from. Right, right. But I used to get so upset every time I would make a mistake of any kind. It could be a little tiny one, it could be a huge one, it could Mm. be anything, but I would get so upset. That I would just focus on the mistake, and and all I was thinking about was the mistake. And so, of course, when you're thinking about the mistake, that's what you remember, and that's what you do next time.
1: Right. Well, I hadn't thought about it in that way. That's
0: yeah. And so, I finally got it that what I needed to do is I needed to go. Okay, I made this mistake. This is what I learned from it, and this is what I want to remember to do in the future. <laughs>
1: right
0: and you're right writing about it makes a huge difference i yeah. mean if you just think about it your mind can go around in circles and circles and circles but one one of the things that helps me stay in the light more than anything is <clears throat> every day in the morning i do my morning pages have you ever done morning pages
1: i have not but i have i've read the artist's way No, know that's mm-hmm. the book you're talking about right the artist's mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. i love yeah. that book the, the the author is brilliant um
0: oh yeah julia cameron is that book, oh, my gosh, I, I recommend it to everybody, and I recommend everybody gets it in hardcover because they have the gift edition in it. It's, it's, I thought I almost didn't read it at first because I thought it was just for people who paint or people who
1: Mm-mm, draw it's for everybody. Or whatever. And
0: I and I didn't realize it's actually for anybody right. because we're all creative, and that's one of the things that she talks about in there.
1: Yeah, I love that because I do run into people and I talk to them and I tell them what I do and they're like, oh, I'm not creative like that. And I'm like, well, maybe not like that, but, you know, you've created this and they don't think of themselves as creative when I'm like, every single one of us creates every single day. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of your life is a creation.
0: Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's why I call the book, The Art of Living a Life You Love, because it's about creating your life the way you want it to be. and. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to look like someone else's at all. It's going to be how you want it to be, not how somebody else thinks you should have it. (laughs) Thank God. But anyway, back to that. um, I, I had gotten challenged years ago to try 30 days in a row of morning pages, three longhand pages, handwritten, because that way it's from your heart. It has to be first thing in the morning. And the reason it has to be first thing in the morning is because later in the day, you're going to be reporting on the day. First thing in the morning, you're more connected to the source Stream of consciousness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. the superconscious, the source energy, the universe, whatever you want to call it, and your inner being. But yeah, I I found for me, I liked using a a yellow eight and a half by 11 pad of paper with a stiff enough back, back that I can just sit on my comfy sofa with my feet up, my coffee and my fuzzy leopard Polar fleece robe.
1: <laughs> I have a very clear image now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I okay, love it with my
0: my vanilla nonfat and vanilla latte over to my side here, taking a sip occasionally. And I write with pencil. Mm. And the reason I do, Kristen, is because of the fact that I found that when I would write in pen, I would get so worried that I was going to make a mistake, and yes. I didn't want to see all the words crossed out.
1: Oh, that's a riot. Yeah, it's that perfectionism and that need to for it to be right.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and so I I started using the mechanical pencils, the number seven, I think it is has a thick enough lead that it doesn't break really easily. Mm. And writing my morning pages, and what I do is I write the day at the top, like today, Thursday, March, twelfth, two thousand fifteen, and then the time that I start writing them. And then that way I don't have to number them. They're all in sequence by the day, the date, and the time. Hmm. And then I put them, I hole punch them later and put them in a binder, but at first I just put them in the back of a pad of paper. But each morning, Julia Cameron said that those were originally, she was going to call them brain drain, but, <clears throat> but they're also a way of, Helping you learn from what's happening in your happening in your life, and noticing the coincidences and the people that show up and mm. the ideas that show up. It just there's there's just so much in there. And then later, you can I whole punch them and put them in binders. <clears throat> I can look back at last year or a couple of years before and go, Oh, what was I doing in July of two thousand? Thirteen, you know, um when we went to Maui, it w- actually we didn't go to Maui that year. It was in 2012. But, but the point being that you know you can look at it and you go, oh wow, all these really cool things happened. And sometimes you'll get a lesson that you learned that you'd forgotten about that's mm-hmm. in there. So,
1: so you do look back on them too. You don't? Do you look back on them ever and go, ooh, wow?
0: <laughs> you know. I started doing them at a point where I was, I think, positive enough that mm-hmm. I didn't have a bunch of what I what was negative things in there anyway, mm-hmm. and I think maybe, I don't know if it's just me, or maybe it's because of doing them first thing in the morning and feeling connected to my inner being, but there's nothing in them that I would be afraid for anybody to see. There's nothing in there that I feel badly about, you know, because if I write about something that I did wrong, I learn. From it, you know, I yep. learn. I write about what I learned, and so it helps me remember. So, no,
1: that's a powerful tool. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's what it's about: picking up the tools to move ourselves out of the places that that I feel, you know, drag us down into ego or fear. Because mm-hmm. the whole point is to move out of that fight or flight or that Neanderthal um, fear-based behavior into living with source energy um, more profoundly swirling around us, within us, and then out of us.
0: Mm -hmm. So, well, you had mentioned meditation and that's also a huge part of it too. I mean, right after I do my morning pages, I meditate for 15 minutes with a timer. Mm. Before I do the meditation, I write a question at the top of the page and I'd gotten that idea from Louise Hay in the 15-minute meditation from Abraham Hicks originally when I first first read um, their book, Asking It Is As As Given. Oh, I Back love ago. that book. I oh, I love know. And I got book. to meet them in 2005 at the I Can Do It conference there. And that was my first time in Las Vegas, my first time at an I Can Do It conference, and my first time spending all day with Abraham Hicks on the Friday before the conference got started. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, it was just the most amazing feeling. I was curious about them, but I had no idea whether I was even going to really like it. But I I thought, you know, I like the book, and I think I'm going to try this out. And it just was the most amazingly positive energy. And I had always been really resistant to meditation, and this easy way of doing it was so cool. And then later I, I decided, Louise Hay had said she writes a question at the top of the page, what do I need to know, or something like that. And so I started out doing uh, what do I need to know or what do I want to remember or what do you want to tell me or whatever mm. on the top of the page and then set the timer for 15 minutes, meditate, and then same pencil again, but just keep answering the question, whatever. You need to know this or I want to tell you that.
1: <laughs> you know, I like that um, that you write that down. It's funny because I receive, I, you know, last night I had a very deep meditation where I basically... I have a deck of tarot cards that I work with from mm-hmm. the Fifth Element. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's called the Fifth Element. Uh, it's in a profound tarot deck for uh, a different um, energy. You know, for it's the fifth dimension energy, and there's nothing negative in it. It's all based around the earth, and all, and it's it's seriously the most profound tool I have found. And what I do at the end of my meditation is I ask, please. Um, give me a card please guide me to pick a card that will guide me through my week lots of times I'll get a card that I go I don't know what that means Mm -hmm. and later like for the past two weeks I keep getting this peace card which of course I was in the most intense turmoil (laughs) and I would be like why am I getting this card Mm -hmm. (laughs) right well because they were saying breathe in peace breathe out peace But what I don't do, which I'm going to start doing is I receive guidance profoundly while I'm meditating and I get it and I hear it and I'm, and I process it and I listen very closely and I'm very present, but I don't write it down. And then, you know, I, I go, Oh, okay. I received all this guidance. And then I go off about my life instead of writing it down so that I can maybe go back to it later and go, right. Remember the divine said this to you. Do you remember when, when the divine said that? You know, it's a great... Exactly,
0: because, you know, the thing is, Kristen, what I've found is, for me, there's a saying that the palest ink is better than the best memory. (laughs) I (laughs) love that. And for me, the palest pencil is Mm -hmm. better than my memory. (laughs) You know, so if I can just... uh, And Earl Nightingale, I loved him, too. He used to always say, spear the ideas with the tip of your pencil, because otherwise they'll just disappear.
1: Right. Well, that's, that for me, that's a huge uh, gift of a new tool that you've given me. Because I, I never even thought about that. It's just like, oh, you know, because I do get it all day long. La, 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 la. Oh, look at that. Oh, la, 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 la. Oh, listen to that. And then go about my life. But then mm-hmm. when I'm in this place where I just came out of, I should be, I w- would be able to look back on that and say, remember.
0: Exactly. Then you won't have to keep repeating the lesson because you'll get the lesson and you'll have the lesson. You can look back on this and you can remember what you learned and then you can go, oh yeah, that's right. I want to do this instead of that.
1: Right. And I like how you focus on what you learn instead of the mistake because the last thing that we tell ourselves is the thing we remember.
0: Exactly. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, I tell some stories about how I taught my son that when he was really little and- you know that was the thing that really motivated me to write the book more than anything. I'd always just want—I'd always loved books and wanted to write one. But what really motivated me to do it was the fact that my dad passed away really suddenly when, in '91 when our son was only like a year and a half old. And he hadn't written any journals. He hadn't done anything. The only way mm-hmm. I could really find out anything more about what he had learned in his life was to reread some of the books that he had that he had underlined real carefully. Wow. And so what I decided is that, you know, I wanted to write a book that would be for our son, Alex Zander. He goes by Zander now. He's used mm, to be Alex like that. until he was 18, but he's Z-A-N-D-E-R now Xander. That's cool. <laughs> and yeah, he's 25. And uh, the thing is, is that I wanted to share what I'd learned with him that's helped me create and live a life I love. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, people ask my husband a lot, is she really like that? <laughs> <laughs> is she really that positive? And you know, I have my moments. It it's sure. like, you know, sure. like Wayne Dyer his, his kids say, you know, they, they they'll say to me every once in a while, "Okay, what would everybody say about Miss Positive right now?" <laughs> You know, at first I'll get kind of ticked off right. if you're saying it, but then I'll go, "Yeah, what would they say about it?" You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this Jeff, this isn't what I want to be doing. You know, Right. Get back to. You know, one of the things I love to remember though about a positive mental attitude is it doesn't mean that you go around pretending there's no weeds in your garden. Mm-hmm. It means that you go, "Oh, there's weeds in my garden. Time
1: I'm going to pick pull them
0: out, and I'm going to plant some flowers in right. here." You know, yeah. it's, it's about the choices we make and what we choose to look at. And
1: and I think that that's the most powerful point is what are we choosing to look at? Because in that place that I was just for a little while was there are lots of weeds in this garden. And that there are lots of weeds in the garden. There are lots of weeds in the garden. Oh, look at those weeds. Oh, my God, there are weeds. You know, it's like – um, and, and when you say that your husband says, what would people say – my husband, Jeff, was sitting on the couch with me last night, and he said, Look, you, you live this stuff. This is your literal life and message, and you need to listen to your own message right now. And I was like, Oh, I know.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing. I have to reread my book. I remember <laughs> when I was writing the book, my writing coach, Leslie... It was wonderful. She would, you know, I would read her parts or I'd come to talk to her and about what was going on that week and whether I had been showing up to write or not or whatever and how it was going. And, you know, sometimes she'd go, Margo, you've got to reread that part of your book that said this, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going, oh, yeah, you know. So I've been rereading my book in the morning, um, too, after my meditation and all that couple pages a day and just like really absorbing Mm -hmm. and remembering what I've learned, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. That's, well, that's, we have to wrap up now. Um, I think that we have given our audience just an enormous amount of great tools to move forward with. And um, I just want to make one little comment about reading our own stuff. I was going on the Green Diva. I'm obviously on the Green Diva site a lot because it's not only my home, but I I love what they do and what they do for the earth. And I was reading something and I went, wow, that is awesome. And then I realized it was something I wrote. (laughs) And I went, oh, oh my God, that was me. (laughs) I was thinking it was Green Diva Meg. Isn't that
0: cool? I love that when that happens. Right.
1: (laughs) So, Margo, thank you for your wisdom and your tools and your light and everything that you brought to our GVK audience today. I want to thank you for coming.
0: Oh, thank you for having me on the show, and thank you for asking me to be on the show. I feel honored that you asked me to be on the show.
1: You're welcome. All right, everybody, we are going to sign off. You've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about and write about. and. T- Maybe try those morning pages and maybe pick up the artist's way, but do know that what you got from this conversation, hopefully, is that you are creative, that you create your life, you have choices, and know what you focus on and get rid of those bleeping weeds, my friends. I love ya. We hope that you found this episode of GVK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website, at good with and don't forget to like good vibrations with kristen on facebook what inspires you write us let us know so we can share your ideas on the show and meanwhile keep listening keep connecting and know that you are divinely guided